Welcome to the Self Builders Podcast, the podcast that covers everything you need to know to get on the way to building your own house. We're brought to you by Mayflower Mortgage and Finance, the self-building finance specialist in the UK. Each episode, we'll be speaking to self-builders and learning from their challenges so that you can build your own home without making the same mistakes by listening to that conversation. So if you're serious about wanting to build your home and want to hear about the challenges that other self-builders have had who have been there, done that and got the t-shirt, then you're in the right place. Let's get into it. This is the Self-Builders Podcast. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Self Builders podcast by Mayflower Mortgage and Finance. I'm your host, Sam Taylor, uh, and today we've got with us a guest, uh, a chap called Steve Wilde, who has embarked in, on his own self-build. He's actually at the phase now where he's moved in, albeit with builders still knocking about. Um, so we're going to spend the next 20 minutes kind of diving into Steve's story um, and hopefully getting some insight into the journey that he's been on. Steve, welcome. Well, well thank you. Uh, nice to be here. Thanks for inviting me. Yeah, no problem. No problem. Um, so self-building, I'm assuming this is the first time that you've undertaken such a project. Would that be a correct assumption? Uh, yeah, that is a correct assumption. I mean, I would say first and last, probably, Sam. Um, <laughs> I, can't, I don't know my body can cope with going through it again but uh yeah first yeah definitely the first okay <laughs> good stuff now t- tell us a little bit about the, the the background of this what what led you to decide that you'd fancy building your own home um i've always had uh i'm a um a mechanical design engineer so I, I, uh, that's my uh, sort of uh profession my my work and I've always um, been reasonably technically minded and always fancied. I, if I wasn't a mechanical engineer, I'd probably be an architect, I'd, I'd say. So I've always had a, a fascination with buildings. Um, I like architecture. Uh, for some reason, I didn't end up going down that path, went down the mechanical engineering path. But um, there's always been that sort of passion there. Um, certainly technical drawing, I quite liked um, I think probably early days it was more about the um, artistry or, or being an architect and doing those kind of drawings, which was the bigger appeal, perhaps as a, as opposed to um, you know wanting to build my own house at that point. But there's always been that that passion and that interest. And I suppose as you walk through life and you know you get older and um, you start earning some money and you start saving some money and uh, these things, you know, may become a bit more a, of a reality for you. Um, so it's always been there. I've always wanted to do it. I've always fancied putting my sort of mark on the earth. Uh, and what better way than building your own house and being able to live in it? And I, I suppose with that comes a fair bit of um, anxiety because you've got nobody to blame, have you, apart from yourself. Um, if you're designing your own house and... Um, you realise you've got rooms in the wrong place or even something simple like a door opening on a door, you know, you have to live with that and you can't go, well, you know, this was a builder's house and I just bought it off, off, you know, in a plot of millions of other houses. You can't use that excuse. You've got nowhere to, to hide. So there is a certain degree of 
um, worry and anxiety, for me anyway, worry and anxiety over that. But I, I quite like the challenge of it. And I thought, yeah, let, if we can afford to do it, let's see if we can do it. And I, I dragged my partner in this journey and um, sort of slowly started regretting that the deeper we got into the build and the more complicated it gets. But I, I won't, uh, I, I won't. I won't give you any spoilers on that until you ask me a question. <laughs> How was it? It's interesting that you mentioned about um, had you not gone down the, the the route that you went down, architecture may have been, uh, you know, possibly in your future on another path line. What yeah. was it like working with an architect yeah. um, when you did finally? Was there were, were there some kind of not disagreement? I like it. Did you have some creative kind of clashes or? Oh well. Yeah, I mean, I think we had, uh, we actually had two architects. Uh, we went with a company, let's call them company number one. We went with them first. Great, great architectural firm, love the buildings. You sort of, um, you do your research, obviously. You don't, um, you know, it's not just a question of picking up um, yellow pages and uh, closing your eye and putting your finger on the page which says architects and, you know, wherever your finger lands, you you phone them up. We did quite a lot of research into the sorts of buildings they designed. Um, you know, you do your general checks, like what's the website like? Are they professional? How long they've been in business? Blah, blah, blah. Um, but importantly, you want your architect to, to be able to design the sort of house you want to you wanna have designed, you want to live in. Well, you know, that's, that's, the, that's the objective. That's what you want. Um, so we did, we did that process. We, we ended up with two... Um, architects architect number one went so far we loved their designs we put that forward for planning and um it got uh entirely rejected i mean it was absolute rejection almost in every on every score every account rejected and um they handed us over to a sort of a, a, a an, another firm but part of their part of their you know part of the same business ish separate business but i think uh, similar directors and the reason they did that is because the challenges that the uh, council brought up uh this other architectural firm had unique and specific experience in dealing with so they'd done a house similar to the type of house we wanted in the same area that we wanted dealing with the same planning uh department so it made sense to sort of hand the job over to this other architectural firm so we went with them and I mean I, I enjoy I enjoyed that process in answer to your question I mean I like working with architects I think they're very creative people we wanted a creative design we didn't want to pick you know house number four in the brochure you know can we have one that looks like that please and there's nothing wrong with doing that absolutely nothing wrong with doing that but that's not what we wanted um we had a certain idea in our head and i think in terms of advice for anybody listening to this that's thinking of embarking on um building their own house it's a very good idea i think you can tell a good architectural practice by the ones that actually ask you how you live so they're not just saying what sort of house do you want sam do you want it detached and do you want it with big windows and do you want it with a <laughs> conservatory yeah. all of which are good questions but um they ask you how you live 
and how you occupy your house. And I think that's really key because um, by asking you, it makes you think. And we determine through that process that actually, and I'm sure it's the same for a lot of people, your kitchen, your kitchen is a key room in your house. You know, it's almost a central hub. Mm. Um, you gather there when you have family, when you have friends, when you have parties, when you eat, obviously, when you cook. It's a room that's used a lot. And we put a, quite a big focus on that. And actually architecturally we ended up placing that room in the house in perhaps a place that you wouldn't immediately have thought we would have placed it so it wasn't sort of at the back of the house overlooking the garden we actually put our kitchen in the at the front of the house which you know is maybe not that unique but it made us think about the layout of the house so i enjoyed the process i think louise and my partner did as well we both liked talking to creative people um, and seeing, you know, your dream come to fruition, you know, seeing it on paper um, and then calming yourself down when they give you a, a, an initial scheme to look at and you get really excited and you think, God, they've hit, they've hit the nail on the head here. This yeah. is absolutely perfect. And then you have to draw yourself back and go, well, hold on a minute, you know, we've got to live in this building. So, is that exactly how we want it or is it not how, exactly how we want it? But so I, you know, I enjoyed the process, but I think most creative people are quite um, definite perhaps in the way that they want your house to be. So um, another piece of advice would be to have the strength to, um, to be able to say no, actually, you know, we're living in this house. This is this is how we want our house to be. Please, uh, please, can you give us your architectural recommendations and and the reasons behind it? Lovely, we want that. But ultimately, we're the ones who are going to be living in it. So you do have to stand up because um, I think good architects can be quite definite. They can be, you know, not forceful, um, but you know, gently persuade you that the way they're designing your house is the way you should have it. And that might be exactly the way you want it, great, but it might not be the way you want it, in which case you've just got to have a little bit of um, confidence to be able to stand up and say, well, actually, no, I don't, don't want that like that. I want it like this. Um, but I really enjoyed that process. And um, I think you've probably got to have some level of enjoyment in that because it's quite key, isn't it? If you're building your own house, you know, you don't want to get to that point where you're opening the door uh, to your beautiful new house and you go, not quite what I had in mind. <laughs> not quite what this. I had in mind. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, which we've done this. It does need to be how you want it because these buildings cost an awful lot of money. Yeah. Um, and they will certainly put you through it in terms of it, it's. Um, it's all income, you know, it, it just overtakes your life. Um, it really does. And, and so you go through a lot of pain. It's, you know, we almost talk about this house, Louisa and I, as if we've given birth to it. Right. Because it is at times, not that, you know, not that I'm aware, obviously, <laughs> what giving birth is like, but uh, painful, let's say. So, you know, and I think 
you are in a way giving birth to your dream, your, your, your this house. And I, you know, you need to think about it. It needs to be right, doesn't it? You, you want to get, you want to, you, you're going to, every time you drive in your drive, walk up your path, look at your property, you want to go, yeah, that's, that's exactly what I, that's, that's what I wanted. And, you, and that, you that was worth that it. Because it, like, obviously, aspirationally, a lot of people will go into this process um, with a certain concept in mind. And maybe they're not as, maybe not determined is the right word, but for want of a better word, determined on this is my vision and I, I want it delivered. And they may, they may, you know, just kind of, all right, well, we'll do this and we'll do that. And they may end up with something that's maybe 80% of what they wanted. The feeling that you've got knowing that this, I dreamt this into reality, me and my partner, blood, sweat and tears, but we got it driving down the drive. Is that a rewarding feeling each time you see it? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, Again, it comes back to that anxiety. You worry that, are you going to feel like that? And I think, you know, you can watch programs on TV, Grand Designs, and, um, you know, we found the reality to be a lot different to how it's portrayed in Grand Designs. Um, And, you know, you do do want to have that feeling. Obviously, you you don't want to be looking at your house every time you drive in the drive, walk up the pathway, you know, oh, God. You know, that was a bad move. And there will be, there will be some difficult decisions. And we've made plenty of mistakes. Um, You just have to hope that the mistakes you make aren't the ones that you end up really regretting. You know, you hope, and that builds your anxiety at the front. And I, I think... Fortunately, with the sort of background I've got, the more the technical background I've got, I I was going into this quite confident. I not arrogant, Sam, but I probably maybe possibly a little bit too overconfident. I didn't think it was going to be a problem. And actually, you get so many challenges on a build. There's so many things that you can't always iron out architecturally you know you, you there's, there's lots of trades involved you've you've got to get it through planning obviously you've got to build it we had a timber frame house so there's a there's a whole f- group of people involved in the timber frame design you've got structural engineers saying oh well no you've got to do it like this otherwise your building's going to fall down You've got the architect saying, well, actually, no, we don't want it like that. We want it like this because we don't want that, you know, visually impairing our view from this spot. So can we go about it another way? So it's a very complicated, very complicated process. It's building a house is not simple. And our builder has um, said to us on numerous occasions, this is a complicated build. You know, I think if you if you if you want the cheapest build, the simplest build, you're going to go for a box, and there's nothing at all wrong with going for a box. Boxes are great uh, because they are a bit more straightforward. It is uh, more cost effective. Uh, but if a box isn't what you're after, then you'll from that moment onwards you're getting into a more complicated design. And architects do love angles. They they they. <laughs> They seem to introduce complexity whimsically on paper. And um, and thank God they do, I suppose, because you do end up with more appealing buildings. And I think, you know, we've been very fortunate with the group of people that we've been working with. And um, I haven't loved them all, all the time, um, but they are all very good people and they know their trades. And I think 
again, I, I'm sort of dropping these bits of advice in, which is probably not the way you want it, Sam. Apologies. Oh, but you know what, another this, piece of advice. This, this is perfect the way it is. Really good to hear all this. And there's, yeah. there's bits as we go through that are going to be invaluable for people embarking on this. So crack on. Yeah. I, and it, um, it really, I know money is a big thing. It was a big thing for us, a really big thing, because you've got to borrow unless you're incredibly wealthy. Uh, we had to borrow, and that, that, therefore there's a finite amount of money you've got. You want to get the most amount of, you know, bang for your buck, so to speak. You want to, you want to stretch your pennies as far as they will go, um, and that's important. But but there's a great importance to working with a team of people that you can communicate with, that you can work with, and that you get along with. Because if if you don't, I think you are increasing the likelihood of not getting what you want you're increasing the stress on yourself during the period of the build and the outcome inevitably won't be as good it's inevitable it's going to you're going to get those uh oh god damn it you know if only if only we'd have done that slightly differently if only we'd have thought that a bit longer and another thing i found these things sort of spring to mind as i'm talking to you about them the other thing you sort of find is um, you'll get asked a question and you don't always understand either the question or the consequence of the question. And I think that's the key thing, Sam. What I got, what I learned to ask the builder or the plumber or the plasterer or the electrician, whoever, is what's the consequence of doing it this way? What's the consequence of doing it that way? Because your question, you're asking me this or that, and I don't, I don't know what the consequence of those are. Um, so you could pick A or B, but but A actually, you know, has less consequence to you than B. So maybe that's the better decision. So it's about, you know, you don't actually have to be a builder or a plasterer or a a, a plumber or an electrician to be able to answer these questions. You can answer it as a homeowner, but you you quickly have to learn um, to ask the right questions to be able to answer the question that you've been asked. I'll give you a funny example, Sam. I was driving to a meeting. I was driving in my car to a meeting. I'm thinking about nothing other than being safe on the road, driving to this meeting, getting to the meeting on time, right? Normal, normal. Yeah. normal stuff and i get a call hands free i might add i get a call from the builder steve the builder says our builders called adam or you know he's uh, there's a name of the builder but our contact at that film family run business is adam ter terrific guy by the way and uh, got on really really well with him but uh, again very important but he said, Steve, I've got a question for you. And I'm thinking, okay, well, all right. Well, I'm driving, but, you know, I'm hands-free. Go on. I'm uh, Okay, I've got my head in the zone. What do you want? What do you want to know? He said, do you, the genuine question, Sam, do you mind if I slide your entire house 150 mil to the left as you look at it from the road? And you're thinking, crikey, what a question. What a fantastic question. Can I move the house 150 mil to the left. And you think, meh, 150 mil, not too much, is it? That's all right. I'm sure that'll be fine. 
why are you asking this question? What does it mean to me by you asking this question? Does it block a view of something? Does it give me more side access that I wouldn't have had? And in actual fact, that was the reason he was asking. The way the house was sighted, you know, positioned on the on the within the boundary on on the site was too far one side. He said, "You've got a really quite a narrow gap here. I think we need to move it. Is can I can I move it?" And I think it's those. I, I, I tell you that partly as a, an amusing story because I think it is a bit amusing, desperately serious at the time because you're thinking, "Crikey! I mean, I moved the whole. I've slid the whole house, and I don't know whether that was a good decision or not." And um, and in actual fact, that brought about so many questions later because um, where our house is positioned, we've got a wonderful view of um, Ely Cathedral. And actually, by moving the house, it hindered very slightly the view of Ely Cathedral. But as I was driving in my car to the meeting, I'm not thinking about no. the view and that being a consequence. So I think it's a good example of, you know, you could say, yeah, no, to these questions. But it is worth just stepping back and and thinking. Well, actually, is there, there might be a deeper there might be a deeper reason why I don't want you to do that that I can't quite think of right now this very second. Yeah, it's curiosity, <laughs> isn't it? I think a a, a, a few of you know, yes, you know, if we were to draw something out around that questioning, around that inquisitiveness, it's being curious as to, like you said, yes, what what are the what are the consequences, what are the rewards, what why are we asking this question? Yes. And yeah, like you said, it, with so much more going on, with so much invested in it, sometimes it might be quite easy just to be like, okay, that's fine. If you think that's right, you do that. Mm. But then actually living with it and not mm. having that curiosity at the start could probably mm. end up, you know, mm. certainly having an impact over mm. how you feel about a certain room or a position or a view or a drive. You know, it's mm. yeah, yeah, mm. curious. That's a mm. great that's a, that's a great snippet. Now, you said earlier, and something I loved that your architect did was talk around wanting to know your lifestyle a little bit more and understanding, okay, we yes. maybe like to host the kitchens, the heart, this is where we could put it. What's the favourite thing, would you say, about your home, given that, you know, your lifestyle was taken into account when creating it? What's the thing that you really like? Okay, yeah, this this is good. I mean, that's a great question, but it's, it's a hard one to answer because there are actually so many things I love about this house that we both love about this house. I mean, we've got a natural, there's a sense of space without the house actually being that big. Um, so this, we, we didn't want something uh, ginormous that, that, you know, we had rooms that we weren't going to use or you'd need to fill up, put 100 people in the house in order to feel like that room was being used effectively. So we, you know, it's it's a it's a lovely house and it's um, it's got the space that we need. But I think every inch of the space in this house is going to be used, and I think we actually both get quite a lot of pleasure from that, knowing that you haven't got wasted rooms. You're you're actually you've thought about how you're going to use the house. You've thought about how you live, and. We've manipulated the design and the layout such that it suits that. So I suppose there's that natural sense of satisfaction in the 
in the in the way in which we're walking around the house and we're, we're using it and living it and, and it feels right we're almost not questioning it and I suppose that in itself is a pretty good key that you must have got it right because you're not you're not questioning oh okay that's really awkward I mean I you know even if it's something really mundane like putting the bins out you know taking rubbish from and, and moving it to your bins for, for weekly collection. Is that is that awkward? Is that a pain? And could you have thought about that better? So I think all of those things I love, in terms of specifics, I mean, we've got, it's very airy, it's very light. Um, we've got reasonably tall ceilings and we've got lots of natural light. And I think those were very key for us as well. We didn't, we didn't want to feel too sort of confined um, or restricted. And, and we felt that we would do if we'd have had uh, not thought about that very carefully. So we, we, we thought a lot about the light, where the sun was, where it, the sun rises in the morning and sets in the evening and which room is going to get the best of that. Um, that's all thought about. So I kind of don't want to give you that whimsical well I love it all Sam because I do you understand know, house and I just love it I mean I, I, I do genuinely love it and I although it's it wasn't an immediate love and I'll, I'll come on to that in a second if I may it was it what it wasn't that immediate and there's a reason why it wasn't an immediate love but I think uh I think that general sense of airiness and space even though it's not a gigantic house I do love that. I, I I feel as though we've done a pretty good job in giving us that feeling, giving us that feeling that we wanted as we sort of padded around the place. Love that. Love that. And I really relate with it as well. Things like you said, just just the 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 routines in which you get in, which can either mm. be a frustration or, or or be a pleasure mm. you know it, you know if, mm. if you can get to a point where taking out your bins comes with this beautiful view or this nice easy access and flow then yeah, yeah. all of a sudden it's, yeah, exactly. it's so much like that we've got a uh, my partner and i uh do a fair bit of running i do some boxing my partner's into crossfit all this kind of stuff and we invested in an ice bath have you seen these things these little ice baths that you can get into they're like a Oh, I haven't seen it. Bought, bought wow. It's great for recovery, yeah. good for mental clarity, for, for, for quality of sleep, all these wonderful yeah. things. And we positioned it in a way yeah. so that we have this beautiful view over our gardens. We're very lucky here. We've got some nice grounds and that. And we positioned it so that when we got in it, the view overtook the pain of being in <laughs> like freezing cold water for three minutes each <laughs> night. So even last night with the rain yeah, coming yeah. down, Getting in there and seeing the different shades and depths of the trees that we were looking at and hearing the rain coming down and and it it kind of made up for it. So that really resonated with me, that kind of making little choices that end up being a reward as opposed to a hindrance or a a niggle. Yeah, I think that's a a really, really key point that not many people would think of. No, and it's worth not rushing that process so you've really got to immerse yourself going back to the sort of architectural plans and mm. you're sat there looking at it trying to imagine it it really is worth giving yourself the time to think about all those little things all the things we do in life you know we're making we're making our you know packed lunch for the day we're 
we're cooking an evening meal, we're sorting out laundry, we've got to reach windows to be able to clean them, we've mm. got to, you know, you've got to find somewhere to put the hoover, all of the, the things that you kind of don't maybe naturally think about that yeah. actually could have quite an impact on your, on, on the way in which you're using the house or able to use the house. So, yeah. Let's say I think you're braver, braver than I am. From, from start to finish, what sort of timeline are we looking at, roughly? Um, well, um, Louisa had a house that she had to sell, uh, and I had a house. So we both lived in separate, our own houses. We've had to sell both those houses to combine sort of money mm. uh, and be able to um, finance building this house. It's been a very long process. So it was... 2019, about September 2019, that Louisa sold her house, and we moved. So you could you could take that as the start, I suppose. Could you? I mean, that's yeah. a very early start, but that was the start of the process because you, you know that was the real beginning. And we moved in, albeit the house wasn't quite finished, in August of this year. So in 2021, that's four years. I mean, that's the extreme because we hadn't engaged an architect. We hadn't gone through the, the, the whole process, selecting COVID, a builder. Um, global pandemic. Yeah, oh, yeah all of that. We added a year or two. On. Yeah. And I think in terms of the build, it would have just the construction. So ignoring everything other than the actual process of building, it would have taken around a little bit over a year. And it took us a little bit longer because, sadly, almost straight away, uh, we had a, an awful situation, awful for us and awful for our builder, where there was an absolute fundamental um, sort of stop the bus, I want to get off, realisation that we were not on the same page. This is really quite hard to believe. Uh, and I... Uh, maybe it's unique to us, I don't know. But we had a disagreement. There was a misunderstanding with um, the quote, basically, and what was included and what was not included. And it was absolutely fundamental. This wasn't a slight discrepancy. This was a fundamental misunderstanding between us and the builder. And it meant that work stopped. Right. So we just got the foundations done, slabbed down, and we'd almost got to that point of first paying. So as you go through the build process, um, you don't sort of start with a builder and go, well, here's £400,000, Mr. Builder. Off you go. Let's hope we get the house we want. Give us the keys when you're done. Um, you're sort of paying for it as you go along. And interestingly, you pay for it often, or you get your finance often the wrong way around slightly. You always want your money before you need to pay people, but you kind of need to get the work done in order for the valuer to come around and say, well, your property is now worth this much money, mm -hmm. so we can lend you some money. Well, you need that money to pay for the work that's already been done. Mm. So you've got you you generally have this kind of a bit of a troubling conflict where it's all about cash flow, isn't it? Unless you have a, a, a nice pot of gold that you can start with that you use to fund build work and you go that way, it's very, very difficult. Um 
So it's a, it, yeah, I can't remember your first question actually. That was go, going down a thread on that, wasn't I? No, 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 no. We were just talking around, uh, around the kind of, you know, you were, you were highlighting um, that sometimes that, 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 well, we were talking about the length of time, but you were saying that fundamentally that, that disagreement with the building. Oh, ah, yes. That, that's what. Added and we got to that first pay point. Yeah. Thanks for reminding me. We got, <laughs> got myself down a bit of a rabbit hole. We, we got to a pain point and um, uh, we got to a, a, a paying point, which actually was a pain point. And that's when the realisation struck. That's when we realised that we were, we were not, not thinking the same thing in terms of the cost of this build. So I'd like, I'd like to think that, um, you know, Louisa and I were intelligent people. And yet it's very, very easy to get yourself into a this state of confusion. And you might have listeners thinking, well, you must be mad. How could you surely quote price? What's confusing? Surely. And I agree. What, what is confusing about that? Quote price. And we had quote price, but there was confusion and it was fundamental. And, and, and because of that, nothing happened for five mil, uh, five months. So in answer to your original question, the actual build probably is something, they started in about February, I think it was about Feb, February 2022. Okay. So, yeah, so it's been, uh, and we moved in in August of this year. So it's it's been, I don't know, whatever that is, um, 18 months, something like yeah, that. Yeah, about 18, yeah, about 18 months. For a year and a half. But I, so I, it would, it, with the build probably itself would have been a year, maybe just a bit over, but we had this extended period of time where we were going through this sort of confusion with our builder, which thankfully did get resolved. And um, amazingly, we, we continued with each other, you know, um, and I'm pleased we did um, and, and amazed both from their perspective and our perspective that you can actually get through these disputes. Um, and, and there'd be a positive outcome, but I think that's probably a surprise all round, actually. Mm. I don't and really a great message as well, we... having that resilience and, uh, you know, having that forefront that, yeah. that there will be challenges and lessons and obstacles and hardships, but knowing that, you know, yeah. okay, well, I need a certain amount of resilience to even get to the finish line on this. Uh, that's probably quite a yeah. good mindset to be in before you embark well, on that. I, su I, I suppose something that Louisa said to me the other night, you know, we, you're dealing with human, you're dealing with humans, aren't you? You're dealing with people. You're not really dealing with businesses. You're dealing with the actual of human beings. And um, obviously, as a, as a business, as, uh, you know, builders and carpenters and electricians and plumbers and plasterers, they, they need to... They need to cover their costs. They need to make money. They're in business to make money. You know, that's 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 not unusual. That's not to be forgotten. And it's, you know, that we're not swearing when we say that. That's reality. You know, they're in business. So obviously they've got to protect their interests. And as their customer, you know, as a buyer of their services, we talked about it earlier. We want we want to get the you know the the um, you know the best bang for our buck. You know we want our, to stretch our money. So on the one hand we want to pay as little as possible. On the other hand they want to make sure that they they get paid for the work that they're doing. So you know it's a very um, it's it it can get very difficult. I think you're absolutely spot on. You, you've got to have that resilience, and I think. 
we can all, can't we, at times get frustrated. We're having a bad day. Maybe work's not going right. Maybe the dog's sick. Maybe family are ill. Maybe there's other pressures in your pressures in your life. Maybe there are those pressures in other people's lives, in, in the people of the building firm. You know, we've all got life that we're dealing with. You know, life isn't just this house build. It's just a job to them. It's your everything. It's just another job to them. But you're dealing with human beings. And and I think what stood stood as well was to be able to step back and keep calm and just talk to people reasonably. And it's um, I found it quite refreshing because if you do embark that way and you don't get angry which it's so easy to get angry and frustrated and annoyed and disappointed and um, anxious that you're not going to get what you want and you've paid for it and it should have been last Thursday and it's two weeks away all of those things add add to your concern and it's easy to fall into that shouty mode but it gets you nowhere it gets you absolutely nowhere and I found that with every single trade we've dealt with because you will have problems if you just talk to people reasonably and say, well, that didn't go well. We've got a problem. How do we fix it? Where do we go from here? Doesn't actually matter how it happened. Let's worry about that later. Let's worry about fixing it now. I've got rain coming in and I don't have a window there plugging the hole. Let's plug the hole. Let's get the that done. And then we'll worry about the finances. And actually, when you take on that kind of an attitude, sounds a bit silly maybe but when you do take on that attitude I think you get again you get a better outcome you get a better result and um, and I think people will see you as being reasonable and and often I think that way probably tends tends to lead to better favors you know people don't mind going the extra mile for you and if something happens and you go you say to your builder oh look you know this isn't part of the job but while you're here do you mind there's only so much they can do with that, but they're going to be much more receptive to that if you've been a reasonable customer. And here's another thing I think that people don't realise. I think builders select their customers as much as you might select your builder. It's a two-way thing. They are judging you whether they, they want to work with you as much as you're judging them as to whether you want to work with them. They want, they want customers that are reasonable, that are going to be reasonable, that aren't asking the impossible, that are going to pay their bills. That's what they want. Um, and, you know, you obviously need a builder that's going to be able to deliver and build the house you want. So it is a two-way street. And I do think builders pick their customers as much as we pick them. Yeah, I love that. Love that. Steve, I feel like I could chat to you for the rest of the afternoon on this. It's, um, yeah, it's been... <laughs> really interesting and you, you what, I, what i love about this is that you 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 painted a picture really vividly not only about the journey that you've been on but some you know some kind of some advice on pitfalls that to watch out for or some advice on on this yeah. or that or it's um yeah i i really have enjoyed chatting to you and uh, i can only thank you for your thank time you. hopefully people out there who are listening have found this useful and um yeah thanks for being a part of the show steve love it no, you're very welcome and thanks for, I've enjoyed it too. Thank you for inviting me. No problem at all. Take care. Cheers, everyone. Thank you. Okay, stopping. Uh...